Hey guys, welcome back to Beyond the Walls podcast. I am Sarah and I get to be joined here with Joe. We have the honor of serving here at Arise Church in Aberdeen, South Dakota, where we strive to love God, serve people, and lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Beyond the Walls podcast is an opportunity for us to just hang out, have some conversation about things we weren't able to discuss on Sunday. because I, I go on enough bunny trails and rabbit trails the way it is. And so we just take some time to discuss the things that we didn't go into. Right. And stuff. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Man, so this week was kind of a fun one. We actually got to celebrate a little bit of Senior Sunday. Um, we had our high school and college graduates come on up to the front. We honored them as they're about to embark on this next chapter and journey of their lives. Yeah. And so, of course, with that comes, I was like, I have to pry into your life a little bit and see oh. what if you had any like senior year memories, graduation, um, if you were maybe like you were nervous for it, you were ready for graduation. Yeah, I was ready for graduation. I actually, I'd stopped going to school, I think right before Christmas, my high or my senior year, um, I started doing an internship at a radio station and then I'd just go and hang out because all my friends were still in school. So the graduation part of it, I don't know. I was chosen to do the class prayer, so I got to go up and do that. But yeah, I don't know. I was, I, I think I was just surprised that yeah. I made it. <laughs> so nothing real exciting. Yeah. Or, it's odd. It's one of those things that we celebrate. It's such a joyous moment. Everybody makes it. You did it, but then in the same breath, everybody goes through it. So, like at the time, it was like a super big deal. Yeah, you know, it was this huge pivotal life moment where, like, I'm done, I'm free, let's Freedom. run. But now that I look back at it personally, for me, it was like, yeah, all right, well, there, there it is. It was a Friday afternoon. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, nothing, nothing too for me. My parents threw me a party. Thanks, mom and dad. Went to a bunch of parties for the graduation party. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, nothing too. Wow, yeah, I'm almost surprised. Well, if you would have like imagined like a hardcore party life from you or something, I don't know. No, it wasn't too crazy. I was, um, you know, the last two years of high school for me was really kind of pivotal as far as like my faith, you know, growing mm-hmm. and, and learning. And I was taking those stances. So I, the the people group I was in before that. It's not that I wasn't friends with, but they weren't a huge part of my life. So I had a smaller group at that time. So I didn't go out and actually like do the the party scene. I went to all the parties, but once things got a little, little out of hand, I was like, all right, peeps, I'm out. (laughs) Make good decisions. So how about you? Oh man, our friend group was so tame in terms of the party scene or anything like that. We didn't, that was just not our vibe at all. And then we were just on a slight, kind of like you were saying, just on a different trajectory than maybe like the um, the rest of my classmates were on. Because like my junior year, I started doing like the college classes concurrently while at oh, the high right. school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my senior year was all out at the community college. So I was already on like a college schedule. So I would have classes on some days and online the other days. Go, and I would just work from home. I yeah. had a job working online and working at the Y. So I was just doing more of the college life my senior year. So it wasn't super in tune with a lot of my other classmates. But at the same time, was also super tight knit with a lot of the students out at M State. And actually that was just such a sweet season of my life. Just the different students that we were kind of in a Bible study group with. And so we would do like Tuesday mornings at Caribou for like a ladies Bible study. And then Thursdays or 
some other night that we would go to this local church up in the loft area and do like a fun Bible study and games and movie nights. And it was just so much fun. So there wasn't for me. And obviously, like after that graduation, I still had a semester left to finish out my associates. So I just kind of was back into the same thing after graduation or whatever. So it was not like a really per se, like pivotal, life changing. Everything was different after that kind of moment. But at the same time, it was more of like longer drawn out season. And that was just really fun. Finally getting to be with people that I was more connecting with. Yeah. Found who I was and what I liked and stuff. So uh, my friend Maddie did hit a cow though I on graduation. I remember night. that. I actually um, very vividly remember that. that was, I woke up to a text. I hit a cow. I'm okay. Yeah. Her car was not okay. Well, I think she she drove it after that. I mean, the car took a hit. Yes, that's, and then that's what I was What I did enjoy, though, was that there was cud streaks from the cow <laughs> um, that lasted a couple of weeks after that. It was pretty great. Yeah. Um, so she had stayed out later with this group that I had mentioned. They decided to go stargazing. So there was a whole crew of them out doing that. And then she had just gotten back later, lived out in the country. And she was driving and her headlights were dim. And she had remembered like telling her parents about it and stuff. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll get around to it, whatever. And all of a sudden she was fast approaching what she thought was a trailer across the road. But it was a herd of cattle <laughs> and uh, pretty much head on just hit some That's funny that she some thought cows. something was there. She thought it was a trailer. Well, she was slowing down, but it's a highway going 55 at night. Oh, you know, okay. And with not great high beams. Yeah. As she's stopping, she's thinking trailer, trailer, trailer. Like who parked this trailer across yeah. the road? Turns out it was not. A cow. Oh, that's their cows. I imagined it being <laughs> on like a gravel road somewhere and just no. slowly putting down. She was no, she was on the highway. <laughs> you know, like that road that is between Fergus and Underwood. The oh, the heading out there. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's where she was at. Oh, wow. That's yeah. funny. But I'm trying of course to remember. That would happen to Maddie. Oh, of course. She's like one of the sweetest people on the planet. Wow. So that was what I remember as anything being much adventurous about graduation night and i was not even involved at all but that's the marker of memory for graduation that's a story yeah so with that uh i was trying to think of a cool cow pun i can't think of a cool cow pun to like spin it back Mm. over to you so with another sharp transition (laughs) you want to share what you talked about on sunday Uh, yeah, we were in week three of our series overflow, just talking about what it means to live a life of overflow. We've been talking about last couple of weeks about what it meant to empty ourselves of the things that keep us from God. And then we spent this last week talking about uh, the things that we ask God to fill us back up with things that draw us closer to him and what it means to start living in that continual perpetual in the Holy Spirit moment. And it was honest, it was kind of a, a doozy of a message this week working on it because it's always not perplexing, but it's always a, a challenge to work through something personally while sharing it, you know? Yeah. And so this is the third time I've gone through the study just because I did it with my son and then I did it in the the preparation of this and now I'm going through it again. And like each time, um, you know, some of them aren't like crazy life-changing because we've been there. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this one going through it. And then there's things that are like, okay, yeah, this one's hitting different this time. Mm-hmm. And so last week and this week has been like a, a pulling back of some layers I wasn't expecting. So trying to work through this and still be in the process of working through it while preparing a message of being like, this is what it means to do this, but that I'm not really here yet because I'm yeah. still in process. So it was, mm-hmm. um, it was kind of interesting doing that. And even, even sharing yesterday, uh, I, I even, 
told you beforehand of like, I'm so in my head Mm -hmm. and the process of almost like not wanting to be vulnerable. And then also a little prideful of like, you can't share this. You're here. And so it was Mm -hmm. just kind of a interesting state that I was in and and currently, because I'm in in process, you know? And so, but the whole thing kind of is that conversation about the being in process. We talked about a scripture versus an Acts where Paul and Silas were on their way to witness to a region and the scripture says that the Holy Spirit stopped them from going there. And then they went another place and they were going to go there and the Holy Spirit stopped them. And then that night Paul had a vision to go to Macedonia. A guy said, hey, come and preach here. And it's that continual walking moment by moment in the Spirit, allowing him to correct and direct where we go. And the only reason that Paul was allowed that is because he continually sought after God. And so it's that going from that momentary, hey, God moved in my life once to, hey, God's continually moving my life. And in between those two stages are actions that are required by us. And it's a continual seeking, yearning, thirsting, and hungering for not only the word, but God's presence in our life. Mm -hmm. And so it's an ongoing everyday process. Each the emptying of ourselves and then filling of ourselves. It's like every day we have to wake up and ask God to do that in us because every mm-hmm. day we put on the the same layers we tried to take off yesterday, but it's a new day today. And so it's this ongoing perpetual yeah. pulling back the ogre layers, revealing what's between you and God. And in that process, waking up and asking God, okay, God, what do you want me to do today? Who do you want me to love today? God, break my heart for what breaks yours. But in that process, also draw me closer to you. Mm-hmm. Remove the things in my life that are keeping me from there. Absolutely. And that's hard because every day is full of life. Mm-hmm. And if we don't watch out, it's so easy to bring that baggage from yesterday into today. Absolutely. And that baggage can change how we react today, whether it's in hurts or offenses or bitterness or anger or whatever it is. And yeah, yesterday can change who I am today. And so it's Mm -hmm. that continual process. And I shared a little bit that just in prayer time last week, as I was praying for the congregation and our our church body, be like, God, move in their lives and their hearts and allow them to change all this stuff. And like, God's like, well, before we get to them, what about you? You know, Mm -hmm. and pulled back some hard layers and and like, oh man, I didn't realize that was affecting me so much and changing how I was. And so as much as yesterday was this conversation of what it means to live in that continual perpetual state of God filling us up and us moving, it was as much for me as as weird as it sounds like. It's, It's hard to say that, but like work through it. Yesterday, I was reflecting on it. It's like, okay, I think I got way more out of yesterday because of the process God worked through me. Because when I went up, I was so worried about what people are going to think or what people are going to say because, you know, that vulnerability that I'm not where I'm supposed to be, but I'm continually in process. I don't have it figured out yet, but I'm trying to teach. This mm-hmm. is what it means to be figured out. And so even talking, sharing, going through the scriptures, like the thoughts that were going through my mind of like, okay, this is how you got to apply this, Joe. This is right here what you're sharing. Like you're not doing that right now in this moment. So in the process of like trying to respond to the Holy Spirit moving mm-hmm. at that point while trying to, it was such a perplexing yeah. moment of like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so- but when it does come down to it, emptying ourselves and filling ourselves every day and working in that process of that it happened once to it happens every day of living in that active moments, the seeking, the finding, the thirsting, the hungry, the knocking, 
continually going after deeper for God. And my devotion this morning was about when the centurion went to Jesus and he recognized Jesus' authority and says, I have people under me. I understand what it means for people to live under my authority. And I believe you have the authority to heal my servant. And Jesus said, wow, this is, I haven't seen this faith yet. Mm-hmm. And this is incredible. You understand it. Go, your, your servant's healed. But it was that understanding of Jesus' authority. And I think so often we forget the authority that comes with us living in submission. It's one thing to um, say, yeah, I read my Bible every day. I pray every day, but why do you do it? Right. You know, is it checking the box or Mm -hmm. is it, man, the understanding of the authority and supremacy that God has in my life. And because of that and what scripture says I need to do, I need to do it and do it with such as this heart to know who's in authority Mm -hmm. over me and who I'm being submissive to and why I'm being submissive. Yeah. It can be so easy to use God as a way to get what you want mm-hmm. without even realizing it of, okay, why am I a follower? What are my expectations? Is it still to live the life that I want and then fit God into it? Yeah. And that it's just like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm this good person because, you know, God's so involved in my life. But it's just, like you said, it's the motives. It's like, why is he involved? Because if we are truly submissive, it is dying to ourselves and submitting our plan, mm-hmm. our missions, our visions, our dreams and hopes and goals and saying, your will be done. And it's not, I can't remember, maybe this is a message that we are going over as a staff, but just how we've practically preached God out of church, that it's become the self-help how do we make our lives better? Just kind of soft preaching of yeah, with a topic, and then you yeah, throw one scripture in there. One that scripture kind of supports, in there. Yeah. How do I face this in my life? And it's like, well, there's a verse that ties into that. And yeah. Use that as encouragement. Now get back out there and keep living your plan in your life. Right. It's not how Jesus fits into you. It's that it's surrendering. Our plans don't matter. No. It's not the point. We need to know what Jesus was about. What was Jesus's mission? What is he doing? What is God doing? And how do we partner with that on this earth and in this life? That's a hard thing to grasp. And sometimes we're not even aware that we've lost sight of that and realize like, I mean, there's so many times in my own life, like that's some of the stuff that even this week of layers that he's pulling back in me is just like, okay, I need to know my why. I need to Mm -hmm. know what is my heart breaking for. It's so, so, so easy just to get so caught up in our own heads about our own things. And it's just like, at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. Right. It's not the point. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's ultimately our fault. And I I can easily lay blame on it because we talk about culture and society all the time, you know, how it plays an influence in it. But ultimately, it's because we allow it to play influence Mm -hmm. in us. But we do live in such a time where it, it's so perverse. It, I mean, what scripture says, what, what is right is wrong and wrong and right. And, and we live in this American dream mm-hmm. type mentality, which isn't bad to dream and have hope and have goals by mm-hmm. any means. But it's when we put those above God. And one of the things that I researched, and I think we'll be talking a little bit about next week, is just when Paul wrote to the churches in Corinth and what that meant. Because when he wrote to them, it, most letters started with an encouragement, but then also a, a rebuke. Like, hey, mm-hmm. this is where you're lacking and this is where you need to be. But yeah. ultimately, all of his letters came down to, you need to be in communion with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You need to be seeking this and finding it out. Mm-hmm. And there's so many crazy parallels to just, well, all of them, but especially First and Second Corinthians. Corinth was a horrible place. Yeah. Like it was this melting pot of all these different mm-hmm. cultures. Like and so, kind of yeah, it was, it was a port city and it was once conquered by uh, Rome and then rebuilt back up and then became this huge port city where 
just a melting pot of cultures and religions and thoughts. Mm-hmm. So the church quickly started and followers of Jesus just popped up and it was amazing. But then instead of their due diligence of maintaining their faith in Christ, they started integrating what was comfortable for them. They mm-hmm. went back to it. I mean, we see that all yeah. the time in our lives now, but it's so interesting, not interesting, but to see the same problems 2000 years ago are the same problems yeah. we're dealing with today. Yeah. And you can change Corinth for any town mm-hmm. in America oh, or the world. Yeah. And it all comes back to what is important to you. Right. Like, where are you investing your time mm-hmm. and your energy? And that's so convicting because mm-hmm. there's so many days where I go through and like, I'll get to the end of the day and I'll convince myself, well, yeah, I, I worked on the sermon today. I read through the Bible. I got my three journals out and like, I, yeah, I spent time mm-hmm. with God. But then I did not yearn for his presence in my life in the way of like, personally, it was more of like going to the well and getting water for other people. Mm-hmm. But then I, I didn't sit at the well and drink for myself, you know, yeah. and that's not a life of overflow. That's mm-hmm. where your cup runs dry. And right. Mm-hmm. We find ourselves there. All the time. Of looking like we're going to the well for the right reasons, but it's not. And so mm-hmm. therefore, it's yep. the imitation of overflowing, but it's not mm-hmm. from God pouring into us and that overflowing out. Because yeah. it takes time. It takes commitment. It takes us sacrificing the things that may be pleasurable, may be time-consuming, but like, hey, this is priority in my life. Mm-hmm. If we yearn for God, like we are desperate for air. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. You know, I will prioritize my time with God over almost three-hour Marvel movie. I watched this last week. Mm-hmm. You know, I was so convicted by the end of the day. I don't regret watching that movie with the kids. I enjoyed right. it. I had yeah, fun. It was good times. Spent, it was good but, times. And I come mm-hmm. to the end of the day and I was falling asleep and I'm like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't spend my diligent time with God today. You know, I did my, I prayed throughout the day. I, I read scripture throughout the day because of my occupation, mm-hmm. you know, but then when it came down to it, like how desperate am I for God? And that's so convicting. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's an interesting parallel. And even like in my readings this morning, well, I thought it was ironic cause I'm actually, I'm in first Corinthians right uh-huh. now. Yeah. Actually, so as you pull it up, it was, it's very cool to watch how Paul specifically addresses a lot of those things. So there's something, maybe I'll hop back into some of those tie-ins in a second, but I'm also trying to read like Deuteronomy at the same time, trying to do old with the New Testament kind of helps balance out some of the old Testament books can get a little dry, (laughs) Um, but going through Deuteronomy and like one of the commands right now that I was like reading through this morning, I want to say it was in chapter nine. I was just talking about the Kings of Israel or whatever, that they should always carry a copy of these laws with them. So that way they read them every morning. They're constantly immersed that they have no excuse to they'll know the law they'll be humbled by reading it every morning they'll know their reliance on it and then two they won't let other people go against god's law because they'll be so familiar and immersed in it Mm -hmm. and how that was the set standard of the leaders need to be diligently constantly always soaking and surrounded and taking in the word and the law and like who god is and so I thought that was very fascinating this morning of like man it is no it is important that we are constantly surrounding ourselves with it but the other parallel was over and actually reading Paul's uh, letter to the Corinthians, First Corinthians, and it was how he talks about when I'm with the Jews, I'm like the Jews, and when I'm with uh, the Gentiles, I'm like the Gentiles, and when I'm with so-and-so, I'm like so-and-so, he's like, so that some may be saved. His constant of 
him talking about that I am a slave to Jesus Christ. I have no other option in my mind yeah. but to serve him yep. and to reach people and to live in this way. He's like, and I could take compensation for this. It's even biblical that I take compensation, but I won't because it's not something I'm doing. It's He's just so passionate about this call in his life. And that was someone that was dying to themselves mm-hmm. constantly. And you can see, and it's like, I'm sure, you know, Paul talks about his th- the thorn in his side, the struggles he had. I mean, we all know he has quite a track record and all that stuff, but it's cool to see his diligence and very convicting to see his dedication. Oh, yeah. And that constant pursuing of the mission of God and just like, man, am I that aligned every morning when I go out? Am I that purposeful in everything I'm doing? Like, ooh, okay, that hurts me. (laughs) Yeah, right. Good to be aware of. and But yeah, it's so easy to become complacent. Tough stuff. It is. It is, because like you said, it's so easy. And it's not that we have to stop living life or stop pursuing dreams and goals. It's just how are they lining up with what God wants and are they mm-hmm. becoming the gods in our life? Yeah, are they and, getting in the way or are they helping you on yeah, your way? Yeah, so wherever Paul and Silas were going, you know, even even that mindset or that thought too of they were going to preach the gospel to different areas. And mm-hmm. so like, it wasn't a bad thing what they were doing, Yeah, you know, but the Holy Spirit wanted to go someplace else. Like, no, I got different mm-hmm. plans for over there. You need to go yeah, this, this way. And that's just a, a continual reminder of even things with good intention, if not listening to the direction that God is leading us, it can be a form of rebellion. Mm-hmm. We can go against what God wants. Like, no, I got something else going on over there. You go over yeah. here. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you think about all the things that we've talked about, I mean, just in the past five years of ministry, of like all the possibilities, mm-hmm. all the things we can do, all the things we can get involved with. And there's so many great ideas and areas we could do, but we're not called to do that. Yeah. You know, if we if we did a sixteenth of them, we'd be stretched so thin and ineffective yeah. on what we mm-hmm. do. And so much of it is like in his time. Yeah. And like how we started out with a timeline, you know, let's plan a church every two years. Let's go out and we're gonna start this program by the end of the summer and then we want these projects done building wise and these programs established ministry wise and like these connections built by this time and like in our minds that's what god wants us to do he's like the work is much and the workers are few you know the or the harvest is plenty the workers are few so it's just in our minds it's like yeah that's the right thing so we can go ahead and do it but it was just very quickly god was like boop there are the breaks like um we're actually going to work on this first yeah right you need to lay a lot more foundation in this way and yeah it's like we could have pushed through and been disobedient in that and went ahead and started all these things that we thought were good and right but i don't think and who's to say you know god is going to use you know mess and whatever along the way he put us chuckleheads and you know ahead of this you know and stuff and so he who's to say what would have happened had we continued down some of those roads i'm not going to put god in a box and say what all would have failed and gone downhill Uh, but i do think that things are better off because like we're obedient oh yeah the breaks that he set and there's some things like he closed some doors that it's just like that right now there's been so many times that we've specifically talked about missions of wanting to do missions like there were so many times that we're you know some connections with Haiti. We were looking at some stuff, um, an opportunity at Ukraine at one point, Brazil, um, Brazil, the Amazon, you know, South America. Like there was just so many little different ones, Ohio, like even like domestic opportunities and just other organizations we can partner with because it's just such a passion on both your heart and my heart as we love missions. Mm -hmm. Um, and especially those long-term built relationships, um, that, 
you can really see like the connection and just God working through both ends of those relationships to benefit both church bodies and organizations and stuff is super cool, super fruitful. And that's something we wanted from day one. But that was just so far, we're like, we've just seen some closed door, closed door, oh, closed door, man. closed door, closed like door, closed slam door. slam doors at times. <laughs> and so we know that, I mean, we're always on the lookout and we're always trying to process like, okay, uh, at some point it will yeah. be the right time yep. and um, the right thing. But in order to do it in the right way, it's not something that we can just force and, right, right. and do. Um, so I know that when it does come, like God is good, he's faithful, he's going to follow through on those things and we'll see why <laughs> Yeah, probably of like, yep, that wouldn't have been a good time yeah. at that point. And I think even in life, there's so many things where maybe on our end, it's like, yeah, this is a great time. This is perfect for whatever opportunity, decision, choice, direction, something that you're hoping to go forward on. But maybe it's like, someone else, some other detail, something of that business or organization or some detail that you're not seeing or that you're not a part of is not ready yet. And so you might be ready. You might be fully prepared on your end, but there's other details in the works. There's other obstacles he's navigating through. And so it's like, when that time is the right time, it will, you know, it'll go so much better than us trying to force it. And in order to be aware of that, we have to be in the word. We have to be seeking. Yes, absolutely. um, We have to be seeking his wisdom daily of like, God, lead me along the right path. Show me the opportunities to take and pursue. Help me to make the most of whatever opportunities you've currently placed in my care and just be diligent in what we do have and trust in his timing and be observant, look around and see the opportunities and the chances and the people and whatever it is. Don't just keep your eyes down and be like, oh yeah, God's gonna, you know, make the big explosion sign signal, divine intervention of like when I do look up and look for these opportunities. So I think we always have to be looking, but at the same time, don't get distracted. Right. And with that too, that's why I think it's, it's absolutely pivotal that you have people in your life that you've given authority to, to speak truth into Mm -hmm. you. And because it's, it's one thing to read the Bible and pray and have, you know, it's a personal relationship with God. God wants to know you and he knows you intimately and he wants you to be involved with this. The hard part of that equation is we are still us and we have feelings and we have thoughts and we have emotions. And sometimes those things get in the way of what God would be saying. And Mm -hmm. we interpret things the wrong way or, you know, it feels right or whatever, any of the other catchphrases that happen, you know, like, yes, this is God's calling. He's created me for this. I don't doubt that, but we can add it into our plan or our agenda or our timeline and we miss out on things and so the importance of having people in our life that have authority to mm-hmm. speak truth that we can talk about like, hey i'm feeling this what do you think what do you see please pray for this tell me where my blind spots are yeah where, oh, where these things are happening and mm-hmm. um and not just people that like will say yes to you people that will mm-hmm. challenge you i have several different people in my life that i i've given that authority to with completely different backgrounds and yes and mm-hmm. um stages in life because everybody sees things Mm -hmm. differently and it's not fun to be challenged on everything no but if i can't work through it and explain things and for lack of a better term justify yeah these this thought and this path going on then i shouldn't be doing it Mm -hmm. you know like no i i I feel this way this is what i'm supposed to do well why well because this 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 and this well why well i don't know Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you can't yep. keep going. Yeah, it's, I think, to take it seriously. It's yeah. like we're not always going to have all the answers and we're not always going to have, there's some things where it's a bit of a jump of fate, you know, and oh, yeah. a sense of 
peace or knowing of like, no, this is where God is calling me. So there's going to be some things that it doesn't make sense to everyone around you, but that's why it's important to have multiple people. Like you said, I think it's also a good point that you made of like different backgrounds, different experiences, because there's a handful of people in my life where, you know, I would ask this person for this advice, or I would ask this person on this advice based on like their background, or, you know, they see it from a completely different light than this person does. And especially I always think back to the decision of even for me moving here. I think I had a conversation with nine different people that were like kind of those close pivotal people in my life of this is a decision that I am considering of moving to South Dakota to help start a church plant rather than pursuing, you know, the college route job career situation or other opportunities that were available at the time Yeah, um, that were maybe sounded a little more solid, had a little more of a safety net or something in that. But I remember that the majority, and I want to say eight out of the nine had a lot of pushback on it because they care and because they see it for what it is and because they love me they want the best for me they want me to make wise decisions and their feedback was good yeah it wasn't bad and at the end of the day they all care about me they want the best for me and they know the decision was mine but it was one one voice out of all of those i was like no this is it. This is what you need to do. And I felt so much peace and so much confidence. And obviously it's not just basing your decisions off of other people or relying 100% on them to like dictate your life. Like you have to, at the end of the day, stand on your own two feet and make your own decisions based on your relationship with God. And there's a lot that goes into making to a lot of these decisions. Um, But sometimes, you know, different people are going to have different feedback. Um, So it is, it is very important to have those people in your life. And I think what's also cool is when you've involved people in so much of your journey that um, when you kind of hit a new season, it's easy to like kind of look back with rose colored glasses or to see a different season of your life. Um, Maybe you remember it differently than the people around you do. And it's been so helpful to sometimes be like, no, 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 no. That's not what happened. Remember this and this and this. We're like, oh, yeah, Yeah. yep, Yep. you're not wrong. Like, there was more to that decision than I remembered. Um, So, it's cool to have almost like a record or a backlog of people that can be like, no, like, that's where you went wrong. Remember that? Or remember when you were thinking that before uh, that happened, you Uh know? Um, Or sometimes they're like, no, remember, this was really cool when you took, you know, um, they can remind you of those things when you've been vulnerable with them and you include them in your decisions and just the ups and downs it is very helpful and really encouraging at points you know yeah Mm -hmm. and and even from the encouraging standpoint of the outside perspective of your growth because we don't always see that it's like i think of banks avery brings them in and we get to see one of our staff members yeah how much he's grown in the short amount of time and you know we get to see him a couple times a week but then avery sees him every single day and she's like i don't i don't see his growth yeah because because you see it it in like small increments exactly exactly and then for a week for us it's like oh my my goodness he's growing so much yeah so it's the same way with our faith Mm -hmm. and and our our walk And, and so to have that outside perspective people who are watching and looking and praying and seeking the desire to push you towards a deeper relationship with God. And you get that, well, I don't see it every day, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, our our weak touch bases or, uh, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. encounters we have, I can see the growth from where you were. Or, Mm -hmm. hey, you're really taking some uh, steps backwards there, buddy. You know, which are not fun, but good conversations. Good conversations. Yeah, no, it is. It's just so rewarding and just, it's what we're built for. That community and is for people to help us along the way and pick us up when we fall down and vice versa. Yeah. Is is pretty cool. And yeah, I think, 
Exactly. Like you say, when we live with ourselves constantly, like we're always in our own heads and it's really hard to be like, man, I just don't feel like anything has changed. I haven't improved in this in any way. These are all the areas where I'm failing at, I'm bad at. And then to have someone come in and be like, wow, I've really seen some improvement in this area or how you responded in this situation is so different to how you would have responded. So like I had a conversation uh, with someone yesterday even, and they were saying like they had just kind of gotten into it's a unfortunate little situation. They're like, how I responded to that surprised me because I know had I had this situation happened like a couple years ago, I would have been off the rails. Yeah. Completely yep. different response to something than I am now. And like even those situations is like that was the moment that they knew of like, man, I've actually come a long ways right. that I didn't realize. And so that's cool to see that in other people around you as well. Just oh, to see for that sure. It's like, oh man, look at you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're all growing. And we've mentioned so many times just our perspective and talking with people and working and just seeing our uh, local church family grow. Yeah. And we get to see those huge incremental changes in people's attitudes yeah. and, and how they love and they serve and they lead. And so it's really awesome. But then there's that moment by moment, day by day that we don't see. So yep. that growth is happening. It's mm-hmm. just when we see it, it's it's like, oh man, that's awesome. You're responding so yep. differently or you're mm-hmm. loving so well or all the time. And it's so cool to see. And mm-hmm. we don't get to celebrate that as much because it's like, did you see this happen? And it's yeah. usually like the day after. Like, yeah, yeah it's so great. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it, you may not see it, but we celebrate you guys throughout the week. Oh, all so the much. Time. It's if we're ever having a down day or like, man, this did not pan out the way that we thought or yeah. that door closed or something. And to be like, but man, did you see like this? Or yeah. did you hear about that? And this person is doing this. And you guys like cheer us on. And oh. it's convicting and inspiring. Like when we see you guys respond to certain things in certain ways, it's like, okay, I got to up my game. Yep. It's kind of like uh, your workout partner or something like that. Like growing up, my friend and I would do weightlifting and whenever she would put on the extra five pound disc or she would go up and then I was like, oh, dang it. Yeah. Now I got to do it. You challenge each other and you'd, you know, we have to be with people that push us forward yeah yeah you like know? when i used to go to the buffets and we'd like, oh you're, <laughs> you're getting like, one more slice i'm getting two, I'm more, getting slices. two more slices absolutely <laughs> are you only on your third plate <laughs> you lightweight <laughs> not that kind of challenge you're talking about yeah right, right, right. both are both are good yes both they are, are good but i think i mean just like you said the people challenging you i think it's important to notice that in scripture it's paul and silas traveled mm-hmm. and they're doing it together and they both felt that the Holy Spirit was stopping him from going to these different places. And it says that Paul had the vision, but Silas agreed with it. Like, nope, yep, this is, this what, is it is. what it is. And so it's those pivotal relationships in our life that are so important in our walk. We can't not have those. We need to have those. And if you don't have those relationships, you have to seek them out. And there, whatever roadblock is there, some people don't like being vulnerable. Some people have been burned. Some people have been hurt. Sometimes things go wrong in those relationships. I've had those people in my life that the relationships have not gone further because something happened and mm-hmm. and I've been forced to work through them and allow other people in my life and open up because we are human. We're broken. We're mm-hmm. messy. I say this to our team, probably not enough, 
I, I at some time will do something that upsets you. I, I don't mean to. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope you can allow me to correct it and explain or whatever it is, but I, mm-hmm. I'm human and I'll, I'll make bad decisions and I won't see things and all the different perspectives sometimes. But as, as our team, we've so many have like gone through that correcting process. Well, hey, I felt this way when you said this. Is this what you meant? Or mm-hmm. like, hey, you said this. This is what that meant. Is that what you, you know, like this? Yeah. Hey, let's, let's yeah. figure this out together mm-hmm. because we are broken and messy people. And when you put broken and messy people together it's just it, a lot more mess yeah it doesn't clean it up <laughs> it doesn't it's just more people holding like, brooms and dustpans and you know mops and mops and yeah everything surgical gear and all the stuff <laughs> the bleach and the duct tape right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? but we say it all the time this messy life isn't meant to be done alone mm-hmm. and we have to mm-hmm. we have to work through the things that are keeping us from taking that next step yeah yeah no you need friends that wade into the mess of life with you and yeah, absolutely just, do. you know hop right in learn from it laugh at it keep going <laughs> yeah right well i this has been such a good series and i'm really looking forward to i think you said our, next week we're kind of wrapping it up yeah yeah, yeah. kind of yeah working through what that looks like yet because mm-hmm. honestly i'm in process you yeah. know and so i have an idea on where we're going just talking about overflow and how you can't control that and mm-hmm. how we try to control that um you looking back at that story of paul and size they wanted to go and it shows two to three attempts of them trying to get there mm-hmm. um trying to control that flow and ultimately it came to their submission and mm-hmm. taking the gospel west you know absolutely so yeah it's gonna be a good one and i'm excited to even just hear um as people have been going through the devotion um alongside you know the series yeah uh, just to it's been cool hearing how people have been navigating through that so if you guys are doing that study you know keep it up absolutely and if there. you're not you can start it's 21 yeah. days of overflow through the bible app and you can jump on check in and out. check it out sweet all right guys well with that i think we're gonna sign off and we'll chat with you next week